Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show here on New Zealand Sport Radio. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm going to be your host this evening for your fix of rugby union. Yes, it's all your weekly fix every Monday evening at 8 p.m. Um, we will be talking all things rugby and uh, we leave the action on the pitch predominantly to our review show on Sunday evenings um, at 8 p.m. Sorry, folks. Yeah, you might have noticed it didn't happen last night. Some technical issues, um, unfortunately, which meant that uh, that didn't go ahead. But we will be back. I'm very sorry um, about that. All my fault. Don't blame Steve or Ashwin um, on that one. And uh, a man who knows a thing or two about technical issues. Um, I'm joined by Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> You put that on me, on me, Paul. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I'm may, maybe not as many technical issues as Paul, but yes, the, I have had the odd technical issue or maybe even meltdown, should I say. But yeah, listen, Paul, always a privilege to uh, to be on the Driving More show and even super excited about talking about that uh, All Black team name, but also even more excited about the start of the competition we love the most, the Mighty Team Cup. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so you've got a, you've got you've gone for a, you're actually outside tonight in the night time with your black background. I can see that. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 prepared. I'm prepared for all the occasions. For all the occasions, yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> uh, and uh, a man who's got a proper backdrop and uh, yes is 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 the professional laughing at all this uh, amateurism that's going on around him. It's Boa. How are you doing, sir? Very well, guys. Well, what can I say? The highlight of my week. Great to be on this show. And uh, Steve, uh, I have to say, you uh, for a moment there looked like my twin brother. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. <laughs> it suits you, the red and black. <laughs> With hair. <laughs> red and black from a guy who's wearing his uh, Northland cap. Oh, not so sure. Not so sure. Um, so, yes. Uh, and, folks, yes, you can join us uh, and join in the chat as well uh, on um, Facebook. Uh, or uh, YouTube, or even Twitter. Um, so do pl please put your comments and your questions in there. Evening to Stephen, who's joining us. Um, oh, sorry, even to Simon, who's joining us. Oh, dear. Um, from uh, from Rotorua down there. Um, let's, hope it's, uh, let's hope it isn't smelling too sulfurous at the moment. Um, but yes, boys, um, the All Black squad um, 
how do you uh, uh oh and, and oh oh and my, my, michael's yeah he's definitely uh, yeah you get, you're getting some northland um love there um steve so um so there you go um from michael that's good uh and so everyone knows uh that um we did have a chat with the uh northland assistant coach um stephen had uh, and that is up on our facebook page so um go check that out uh for, as a preview for the season um and we'll get on to more of those later. But let's get on to, yes, on to the All Blacks squad then. Um, here it's uh, uh, here it is up there. Um, so I guess main themes from this, uh, pretty much, um, I'll say a lot of, uh, this, is also, this is for Ian Foster's first All Blacks squad um, announcement. Uh, and I think basically the the, the message, message um, Steve, is um, steady as she goes. It's not... Uh, it's not massively revolutionary from last year, is it? But just a few. Um, but uh, uh, but uh, um, do, you, do you think do you think that Ian Foster's really put his own personal stamp on this squad? Um, <clears throat> I'm not so not so sure, but I do see a bit of stomp uh, a stamp of stomp. I do see a stamp of maybe um, <clears throat> John uh, John Plumtree, especially in and amongst the forwards. But I just suspect. Um, uh, we saw a couple of new caps here and there, but that's probably more because of uh, injury more than anything else. Paul, uh, you know, the likes of Paddy Paddy Parkinson being in, I, I, I suspect Quinton Strange probably got in on that proviso and, and, and maybe a couple of others making the side. We shouldn't forget the guys that are injured or unavailable at this stage. Uh, Scott Barrett, I think, is another one that comes to mind. And, uh, of course, uh, Jacobson, I think. Is he injured at the moment, Luke Jacobson, Paul? Uh, no, he's back. So uh, Luke Jacobson is back, um, and um, so yes, he definitely uh, he he would be he would be available. He missed out on the um, north south one uh, purely on yeah on, on uh, uh, performances rather than on fitness, uh, according to um, Ian Foster. So uh, so no, he yeah he, he he's not missing from because of that. But yeah, you're right. Um, we are missing. I mean, some player people like yeah, Brady Retallick, probably on sabbatical, obviously. Um, and as, as well as Scott Barrett um, uh, and um, the other one, you just, uh, Perry, Perry Parkinson, uh, is in, um, La Mappe, also another injury uh, and therefore not not here. But interesting that I mean, um, Sam Kane is injured, but he's in. Um, so uh, one rule for some and uh, another rule for others, say hey, Bar? Yeah, well, the, the issue is, of course, uh, Sam Kane was named as... Uh, the skipper of the All Blacks quite early in the play. So it's a bit of a catch-22 situation that's odd to leave your, uh, you know, it's almost like a, it's, it's like buying a prepaid SIM card. Uh, you know, if you name your, if you name your skipper well well in advance and if you don't name him the squad, it's it's going to look, uh, you know, weird for a better choice of words. Uh, but again, you know, Sam, Sam's a class act. And I think uh, they, they probably would have uh, managed this injury quite closely. Uh, but based on form and current run-on form, and if you look at those uh, players who've been selected in the back row, some incredible talent, incredible work rate, uh, especially in the North-South game, we saw some um, you know, amazing skills and uh, some real good innovations, uh, particularly you know, the driving mall where they came in from a, a, a situation where they were running on, they were going to create a ruck, but then the snap decision, they created a mall. And of course, uh, you know, that relentless attacking those uh, three, four man pods of forwards. Um, and, you know, you, you saw the level of skill, the level of fitness 
and confidence some of these back row forwards had. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Sam Kidd fits into the plans. Um, maybe he might end up being um, someone like your Davis Cup tennis uh, non-playing skipper. Might have to sit out a little while. And uh, <laughs> he might he might have to stage manage his injury back into form. So, yeah, interesting times ahead, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, uh, Michael uh, uh, from the live chat saying Sam Kane was named too early. Well, if you think that he was named too early, I think he was named back in 2011, to be honest with you, when he captained um, the All Blacks against Namibia at the Rugby World Cup. Um, at that point, it was kind of like, right, Sam Kane is the next All Blacks captain after Kieran Reid. End of story. And I've been saying that since 2011. So to me, I think it was uh, not 2011, so 2015. Um, Rugby World Cup. So I, I think, yeah, I think as far back as 2015, um, Sam Kane was anointed as being um, uh, a, a, a captain. Um, so, uh, so people who are thinking that, uh, yeah, you shouldn't uh, name the captain too far ahead, uh, not criticism about Sam Kane, but uh, yeah, that's, um, I, I say, uh, 2015, he's been the captain in waiting for a, uh, yeah, for about five, five to six years um, <laughs> there. Um, the, yeah, so comments here and, um, I guess Boshir uh, is perhaps the is is one. Let's, let's, I guess let's go for the guys who were unlucky not to be named in this list um, first. But um, Boshir apparently, uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying um, has been unlucky not to be included in the North South game or in um, uh, or, or, or in the All Black squad. So um, uh, so, what, what do you think there, um, Stephen and Bo? Do you think uh, Boshir should have been named, or do you think? Uh, I think they've, they've done the right thing. I, I would have liked to have seen them actually have a another specialist seven in there in, in that particular squad. Yeah, Boshier's name does come to mind, or even the likes of Dylan Hunt. Players of that ilk have been great over the ball um, when, we, when we've seen them in, in Super Rugby Aotearoa. So based on, their, based on their form, a little bit unlucky. Even um, I think the boy uh, Christy, Got a got a few turnovers on uh, on Saturday night as well, and, and he impressed me. If if you sort of look around at the team for an out and out jackal, uh, <clears throat> you're probably talking about Artie, but I, I don't th I didn't think that was probably Artie's best game on on Saturday night. And if you're looking around from there, yeah, a little 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 bit unlucky. But if you were basing that game on one trial alone, um, you'd have to say Tom Sanders. <laughs> it's probably a little unlucky not to have made that team, but they've decided to go with players uh, that they know, and I, to I totally understand that. And I think it comes back to the comment that I mentioned about uh, John Plumtree liking big, big forwards, and he's he's just gone for a little bit more um, size in the back row. A little bit more size. Um, as <laughs> so Hoskins to Tutu, um, Frizzell, Akiriwani, um, I mean, Dalton's not a small boy either, let's be honest. Uh, Callum Grace also was, um, I, yeah, yeah, when you say right, yeah, lots of size, lots of sixes and uh, sixes and eights, um, rather than perhaps necessarily a seven. seven. Oh? Yeah, I think, I think guys, uh, three, three, four, three guys very unlucky, uh, Dylan Hunt, Boshier, and um, uh, the uh, the boys is just uh, Luke Jacobson, who's just moved up to North Harbour to play NPC. I think, you know, three very unlucky guys on form. But the question is, where do you fit these guys? I mean, where do you fit them? Because obviously there's some degree of a bias towards a certain type of player, a certain type of physique, certain type of skill set they bring to the table. So, I mean, 
you know, where do you fit these guys? Uh, and one thought which actually crossed my mind for guys like Jacobson and Boshier is, um, I don't know, maybe somewhere along the line, they should have uh, taken up a position of playing the second row as a lock forward because I look at this squad and that is the one area I feel that uh, they're lacking a bit of experience. But again, you look at guys like Tupu Wa'i'i, um, you know, amazing talent. Uh, Wa'i, sorry, beg your pardon. Um, and yes, it's, you know, you you want to, you, you can't find forward, but but then again, the, you know, the deeper you go, depends really what your perspective is. So uh, we'll, I guess we'll just have a wait and see and we'll find out hopefully sooner than later if a test season kicks off in some form or shape. Yeah, the, the locks is clearly. I think locks in the last World Cup cycle was um, was clearly an issue. You, you had your um, obviously Retallick and White Lock, and then you had Scott Barrett coming through. Um, and it wasn't really until last year that Patrick Turpilotto uh, came through. But otherwise, it was just three locks for three years, um, and there really was no depth there um, at all. Uh, now, obviously, Scott Barrett, Retallick, Parkinson, all unavailable for, for one reason or another. Um, that uh, so so so, so, so that's I guess why they're why they're sort of scratching um, the bottom of the barrel a little bit here, or, or, or going deeper than you expect. Um, but um, the what well, well, go, go on, Stephen. Oh, that was a, I'm being a bit harsh on. on uh, um, I, yeah, mate. When you've made the All Blacks, mate, they're not scratching the bottom of the barrel, mate. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you in your in your in your, in your place there, but uh, you know, good good grief of. Uh, I know. I know. If, I, if one of my sons was uh, was making the All Blacks, I'd be a little bit upset by your comments, mate. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perhaps, all right. A poor turn of phrase. Uh, but um, but um, to um, Tupu that I uh, um, first year at um, uh, at Super Rugby level, straight into the the All Blacks. Um, I think that was a uh, well. He was only a, selected for the Chiefs because as kind of injury cover. Um, because they lost Allardyce and um, Tyler Ardron. Uh, so, I mean, it's been a meteoric rise for him. So, from, um, the I, I think I think most of us would expect another couple of years at super level before someone like that. Um, that I was uh, was 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 into as was at international level. To be honest, uh, I think he's probably there to look to, to they can get a look at him and to learn the environment more. Quinton Strange, uh, look, being one of the best line operators at Super Rugby for a couple of years now, very good player. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, but but still behind Scott Barrett, Brady Retallick, um, I think we are down to sort of fifth and sixth choice, well sixth and seventh choice kind of locks here. Um, okay, bottom of the barrel is 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 is, is harsh. Sorry, but um, yeah, it's not first. Well, guess what I'm saying is yeah, this is not necessarily the ones that would go to every World Cup, for example. Paul, 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 no question. What, what we said at the beginning, there are guys that <clears throat> that have made that have made the team because of injuries. But I'm saying that they've made it on on merit. Um, Callum Grace is an interesting player player to me. I just suspect he's one guy that they've ear tagged for a, a very very long time. He's very, I mean, it's like as a line out forward, very very good. But he's also very good on other people's ball, and he's physical. As well, he really puts himself about. So he's one guy that they've targeted because they've never really solved that number six position since probably Jerome Connell has gone. They've tried a couple of people here and there. Whether it's worked, I don't really know. But for me, like if you're looking at genuine contenders for that number, 
number six line options. So he's looking at a guy like Callum, Callum Grace. Uh, somebody like um, Frizzell is also coming into form as well. Love the way that he's playing. Brings you a lot of physicality. I actually think moving forward, your number six is, is probably going to come from those those two particular players. As for the number eight position, I think that's 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 going to be a real battle uh, for that particular position. Yeah, and Colin Grace before he got injured was was that was was one of the standout performers at Super Rugby Altera uh, in those in the opening sort of two or three rounds. Um, yeah, um, no problem seeing him there at all. Um, the uh, but uh, the, the fact that he wasn't part of the North South game meant I think a few of us thought he wasn't going to make it. Uh, but so there's a number of players here. I mean, but I wasn't part of the North South game. Um, neither was Colin Grace. Um, Alex Hodgman initially was there, but had, but had to drop out. I think injured um, as well. Uh, the um, who else was um, uh, was in there? Gone blank now. Uh, maybe, so maybe those are the only three that weren't in the North South game. Um, but yeah, so clearly it, you didn't have to be in the North South game to make the selection. Um, but uh, so yeah, so but you got to um, when yeah when other players who were there got selected and and yeah, I guess it's that a bit, a bit of a surprise from that point of view that some that, that some of the, the around some of these ones. Um, Guys, and, and keep in mind at number six, um, you know, we've, I mean, Shannon Frizzell has easily been the, what I call the boom high performance player. I mean, he seems to know, especially this season, uh, Super Rugby, he's made some very telling uh, line breaks and he's injected himself into the game at the, you know, the most crucial points. Um, but also keep in mind, we've got guys like Via Fafita. Uh, Liam Squire, who are in the wilderness, and at some point, hopefully, they will re-enter the NPC four. So, you know, that that number six spot, the amount of talent we are having is is phenomenal. And sooner or later, I guess, over the next sort of season or two, we will see these players playing in, um, you know, maybe varying competitions going overseas. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how this uh, cycle shapes towards the uh, next World Cup. And I think, you know, Ian Foster will have some, you know, very, very difficult decisions to make, particularly for that number six shirt. Well, obviously, Lillian Squire over in Japan now, so he's made himself ineligible. Um, and uh, Viva Theta, yeah, he's, yeah um, has had some, 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 some good performances there, but is now looking at trying to, trying to play more in the row. Um, but you're wondering, yeah, can he put the bulk on? Really, to play in that second row or not? Um, maybe he, maybe that's a place um, for him. Um, so we've been talking about the back five uh, amongst the uh, amongst the front row. Any surprise? Um, I, I, obviously, congratulations, to Alex Hodgman. Um, I was a little bit surprised to see him in there, but uh, yeah, he's uh, uh, off the back of a good performances with with Auckland. As um, we've got, if you look at those props, though, um, Hodgman, um, uh, Twin of Cassie, uh, and um, uh, um, I've got to say, um, Tony Cappy. Uh, we've got three props there from from Auckland. Um, Joe Moody and um, Lua Lala from uh, from Canterbury, and just the one from um, from Wellington. It's it's uh, amazing. It's imagine having three three props from Auckland a couple of years ago. That's a bit of a surprise, isn't it? A bit of change, a change in the uh, change in the guard. You very very much so, Paul. I I think those four. I think the four that started on Saturday night were Shewins, and it was just really a, a matter who they actually rated outside um, Moody, Tuangafasi, 
Carl um, uh, Nukiafi, uh, guys like that. It was just a matter of who they rated outside. Tyrell Lomax, I think, has always been destined to make this squad. And, yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to agree with you. I think Alex Hodgman was a bit of a surprise to me. I, I've always had a few question marks over his scrummaging, but they obviously see something about him that they like. And, uh, uh, you know, you've got somebody like Greg Feek who's involved in in that all-black coaching staff. So I, I think they've probably got it about right. I'm trying to think who could be unlucky. I, I can't. I can't think of anybody. I agree yeah, with Steve. I agree with Steve. I think uh, front row, you know, again, you're spoiled for choice. And if you actually looked at the North v South game the, with the with the men who played, you know, terrific work rate and their work around the ruck, the fringes, the pick and goes, and also getting involved in uh, different shapes and set plays was, uh, you know, it was, it was really nice to see. So I think that they've, they've made, I mean, you, you really can't fault form. And um, I think Everyone there, apart from yeah, you're right. I mean, with with uh, uh, Hodgman, there there've been some question marks or scrummaging, but I guess uh, you know the coaching staff and selectors have seen yeah. um, something they value. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah just and then uh, just going to just say, Ang Paul, I was just going to say Angus Taval, probably a little unlucky, but I I don't know at this level. I haven't seen him like he's done well to get to this level, um, but I just don't know if he's quite there, and they probably see it the same way. Yeah, he's had his opportunities to cement that space, hasn't he? Um, and so uh, there's nothing wrong with looking at someone like Hodgman and seeing if he can crack it at this level uh, and, and, and give him a go. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the uh, I mean, let's be honest, um, to Arvel, if uh, if needed, is, is is available and can come back. On the... Um, on the hookers, obviously, I mean, Dane Coles and Cody Taylor pick themselves, let's be blunt. Um, it's good to see Amua uh, has matured. Let's uh, he came, came on the scene a couple of years ago um, uh, on, on the northern, on the sort of end of year tour, came back a bit out of shape, um, perhaps didn't really understand what it meant to be a professional sportsman. Um, this year seems to have um, uh, been been a lot fitter, uh, looking after himself a lot better, and, um, and we've seen those performances on the park as well. No? Yeah. yeah. What? I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No. No question. I think he's the. Uh, you know. He's the. The rough. The diamond in the rough. I think maybe a couple more seasons, getting more experience. Hopefully, a bit more test footy under his belt, um, and and getting to know these guys playing with them. And I think he just just needs a few more minutes at test level. And uh, he's you know phenomenal phenomenal powerhouse ball carrier and you know he's, he's an athlete and and if he looks after himself and stays in shape which i'm sure the um all black strength and conditioning staff will force him to do um you know he's he's going to be a real uh gem of a player so you know let's, let's give this boy a couple of seasons and i think he's just going to be a real superstar in the horizon just needs a bit of maturity with his uh with his scrummaging i think we, we know what he can do around the paddock um, the line-out throwing will have to improve because, you know, you, you do think of somebody like Coltman who you could arguably say is was just really unlucky that he had knocked ten of rights, basically. He says he started behind Ash Dixon at the Highlanders, which really never gave him the opportunity. But there's, there's two things that I like that Coltman does. <clears throat> the first thing is 
he's a damn good scrummager. He just offers so much at, at scrum time. And the second thing is he's really good at breakdown, especially over the ball. He'll get your turnovers. Sure, he's not as dynamic as Amora is around the paddock. And and sometimes his, his line-out throwing can be a little bit questionable. But the question I ask, is Amor so much better at, in, at this point in time than Coltman? I'm not so sure. But if you're looking for a like-for-like -like replacement for Dane Cole's ranging route in the wing, he's a more like-for-like -like replacement than a um, than a Coltman. So maybe it's a style issue uh, than mm. perhaps rather than a um, and, and what, what they're looking for from their from their hooker to do. I think I think it's a, I think it's a very valid point, Paul. Because again, it, it's going to be uh, horses for courses depending on the the type of opposition. They'll be playing. Uh, so, for example, where the All Blacks will look to play a very expensive game out wide, Amor is the perfect foil. Uh, whereas guys like Coltman, you know, if, if the All Blacks are looking to really take it up front and really pressure the ruck, um, you know. So uh, again, you know, this is uh, an initial squad. There'll be there'll be a lot more players where the door's not completely shut. And I guess uh, given that we're going to see a lot of All Blacks playing NPC or might attend rugby. Uh, you know, it, it could very well be a revolving door, and we might see some injuries. So it's it's interesting times ahead, guys. Talking of injuries, moving on to the backs. Then, I mean, um, the I mean, the three scrum halves picked themselves. My only concern there is that um, they're all starting to age. Um, but uh, since two of them, since uh, TJ and Smith, Aaron Smith, have both signed through to the next Rugby World Cup, does age really matter? Um, that would be my only. Um, my, my only question mark around that. Otherwise, yeah, happy with those three. Brad Weber not had the best of seasons, but but looked much better on, uh, at the weekend. Yeah, I yeah, think, I think so. uh, Steve Gofford, man. Well, you go. No, no, you go, Bob. You go. Interestingly, uh, TJ Perinara started ahead of Aaron Smith. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of banter online, and there was a bit of debate, and um, I think uh, it was a. Interesting decision. I think this, the selectors are trying to look at doing something slightly different. Uh, but one thing I have to say is Aaron Smith is the master of running cheek lines. By that, I mean he trusts his players out wide, and especially when they spin the ball to the right edge. He is an expert at running ahead of the ball and joining a support line at exactly the right time. And by doing so, he saves probably a good... 20, 30 meters. And we saw there was that second try uh, when he went over on that left, uh, big bang on your right um, flank, about 15 in from touch. He's done that time and again at test level. So I think Aaron's actually in his best form of his career. He's set, it's the same thing with his um, you know, fitness and also his mental application to the game. I think he's, he's really matured and he's starting to see a lot of things ahead of him. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, players players age and this it is what it is. But in, in the case of guys like uh, Smith and Perinara, I think uh, they use their experience and guile to uh, almost improve their game. I'm, I'm starting to think that nocturnal rights actually broke into my house and stole some of my notes because he just uh, pretty much said what I was going to say. When Aaron Smith came on in that second half especially, I just think – at a time where the South looked like they were getting on top of that game, he just offered a little bit with his just just in just in terms of um, organising his forwards, getting people in the right place. Um, I know 
the, the, the train of thought is he's getting older. But boy, one thing we did notice during uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa, he, he's a, he is aging, but man, he's getting better. He's uh, doing his best to improve his game. Yeah, Nocturne, all right. Stop breaking into my house, mate. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they probably are the three best halfbacks there. If you were looking for a, come, a couple of comers moving, f moving forward, I reckon Finlay Christie, if he can continue his upward trend with the with the Blues could be one that could put put pressure on these three in the future. How so? I, I seem to think I, I I think of Finley Christie as being their kind of uh, kind of Brad Weber's kind of age, but am I I'm am I, am I totally wrong there? I'm, I'm frantically googling. Um, to, yep. uh, to, uh, I think he's twenty five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 25. Okay, yeah, no, so he's, he's got plenty of rugby ahead of him. No, you're, you're quite right. Yeah, and, and, and again, gentlemen, with, with the Mitre 10, um, you know, we will, we, we, it's, there's every chance we're going to see change. And given that there's so many All Blacks playing in the Mitre 10, we will probably see some standout performances, and there'll be people who will uh, probably, you know, be a little by and they want to put their hand up. Now, for example, Luke Jacobson coming back up to North Harbour, uh, you know, Great sign. No, 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 so not. Luke Jacobson's not in North Harbour. Luke Jacobson's at uh, Waikato. I'm pretty sure. You mean Dylan, uh, Dylan, Dylan Hunt? Hunt Sorry, Dylan Hunt. Yeah. Um, so I think you know it's 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 not completely over most of these guys, and you know there's there's every chance that we could see a few injuries, and it's 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 a very interesting uh, prospect to see so many All Blacks fronting in the opening round of the Minor Ten. Yeah, um, having talked to the the coaches, it's own, they're only they're only expecting to have them available for the first two rounds, and then after that they're off to um, they're they're off with international duty. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see them for two rounds. Um, so yeah, this isn't uh, what we're expecting to see the whole season. We will get onto that um, in a bit. Um, moving on, then I guess the other the other one then because we're gonna get through this, so we can actually talk about my descent cut for a bit. Um, Joshuani, a little bit unlucky, um, but with Bowden Barrett, Richard Mwanga in there. And then you've also got Dave McKenzie as well as, as a third backup. I mean, there's just not space for a for, for, for Josh in there, is there really? Um, so yeah, unlucky, but uh, some, something's got to give. Um, he was he was a little bit he was a little bit um, to me. There was a backward step at the beginning of, of of Super Rugby when it started at the top of the season when he was behind. Uh, being played behind Mitch Hunt, but boy, that that bit of skill with the cross kick at the end, I, I realised it was under advantage, but boy, the the kick was the kick and the placement was perfect. Um, originally, I thought it was Moanga with the kick, but it was actually Josh Iwani. Great bit of play, so he's skillful, no question. Yep. Um, in the centres there, I, obviously, with um, Braden Enor went to the Rugby World was was in the Rugby World Cup thinking. So um, Jack Goodhue, Anthony Brown, and, and Unsurprising there. Obviously, the only issue around Brain Enor is it looked like he came off injured. I think um, off the north south. We we'll have to see how 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 uh, how he's going. Um, Rico Iwani now down officially as a midfielder. So um, yep, he's made that transition to that thirteen jersey. And he's done he's done very well, hasn't he? Yeah, I thought the most uh, the two most impressive backs were Iwani uh, and uh, Air Jordan. Everyone's yeah. been going on about it. I, uh, you know, tre tremendous talent, great athlete, the ability to attack the ball in there, just that's next level. 
Um, but coming back to um, Rico Ioani, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's, he's got his mental aspect of the game uh, on point. He's very focused on going forward and running straight. Uh, and of course, he's now in that role of creating try assists. So I think, you know, he's, we'd like to see a little bit more of him in the centres, but he's certainly trending in the right direction. There's no question about it. Boy, I've got to ask you a question. Is there a bit of Ben Smith about uh, Air Jordan? <laughs> oh, at the, at the, at the I, thought, I thought you were going to say there's a bit of Ben Smith about Rico Ronnie. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what, what rugby are you watching? Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say more like Clark Kent. Um, you know, because that, that last try, man, that was just, that was, that was next to I, I I think I watched the replay about probably 50 oh. times. Um, so I see a lot of sim- I see a lot of similarities when when ben, ben Smith first came on the scene. Just that ability to 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 beat a player. Um, he's got pace. He's obviously got a bit. I think he's got a bit more pace than what Ben Smith uh, ever had. And of course, got like Ben Smith got that finishing ability as well. Boy, um, there's going to be some tough questions there. He he's a guy who could probably play wing or fullback equally comfortable, but. Man, I think he's one of these guys you're going to want want to start him. You're going to want to put him on the field and a play and a starting fifteen. And then he's he's got the Midas touch. I mean, whenever Will Jordan comes on, he either scores a try or he does something spectacular, or you know, uh, really sets the field alight. So I mean, how do you not give a guy like that to start? That said, that said, you have Sifu Reese and George Bridge who are. Equally, if not better, in certain aspects of the game. So, rightly yeah. said, Steve, this is this is an absolute conundrum. It's a, it's an absolute headache, but it's a wonderful headache to have. Yeah, I mean, look, look at that. You got some. You got George Bridge, who has been voted by his peers as being the best best winger in New Zealand. Uh, you got Caleb Clark, um, destroying things. Um, Jordy Barrett, well, to me, has taken ownership of that fifteen jersey. Um, so yeah, where does I mean, Dave McKenzie doesn't even seem to fit in? They're not even on the bench at the moment. If you if you if you think that we got to and Sefi Reese, top try scorer in Super Rugby last year, again doesn't seem to fit in either. So yeah, it's the and people are, and we had we were asked further up that were was Mark Talia unlucky to get in? Well, maybe, but only because but um but uh, only in the only in the way that um yes he's played well. Would he do okay at this level? Perhaps, but there's other guys ahead of him. Uh, let's be honest. There's just too much. There's the amount of talent there. There's, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he can make a case of being in there ahead of any of these people, any of the other players. So this 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 makes a strong case to uh, have 25 players on game day, doesn't it, gentlemen? Um, I put that. I, I I put the idea across. I think uh, maybe five six weeks ago. Um, this is the perfect case study. I mean, maybe maybe someday they might increase uh, into a, a 30 man team on game day. Uh, so you, you can see why, because there's so much talent. And I mean, how, how do you tell a guy like Will Jordan, uh, all right, son, look, you had a great game. You, you, um, you know, you, you, you've taken ownership of Air Jordan, but unfortunately you're not going to make the, uh, the game day squad because we've got guys who we think are better than you. I mean, so how, how do you tell him that you're not up and to you, it? And boy, you've got another guy like David Harvilli 
who would probably walk into most international teams around the world, not not even in, not even in the frame. And you could arguably say at times during last year's Super Rugby, he was probably one of the Crusaders' best backs consistently. Yep. Well, well there, there you go. Eddie Jones might 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 be onto this conversation. Before I get really drafted into the Indian side. Yeah, so I think for for me, there's only two two areas of concern in this squad. One is uh, perhaps, as we said, perhaps that depth at lock, um, and then secondly, to me, is that if we look at those centres, the midfielders there, they're all third teams. There's not a sure um, Jack Goodhue and um, Anthony Brown can play twelve, but I think they both play better in the thirteen jersey. Uh, to me, there's not there isn't really a natural twelve in there. Um, amongst uh, among, amongst all those players um, being selected again, so that would be those, those would be the, my only two areas of um, potentially a little bit of concern uh, for, for 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 the All Black squad. Um, any final comments, Bo? No, I mean, look, uh, you know, some of these concerns are valid, but the reality is, if we were to play, uh, let's say, for for example, uh, a combined Premiership side. In, uh, in, uh, from from England, chances are this side will probably wipe the floor uh, with anything which is put in front of them because you know uh, these guys they look fit, they've done the work, their form is just tremendous, and they're just playing this really exciting brand of rugby where at no point do they actually look like they're going to run out of conditioning. So it's it, to me this is just next level, and um, yeah, it's 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 a really difficult. Uh, uh, job just to pick your top 15 because you're just spoiled for choice and talent. Well, that's like, that's just, just with, a, with an England jersey behind me here, obviously, I'll just like to point out that, he did, that the All Blacks did lose to England in the, in the semi-final last year. So let's not... Um, I don't think they're going to get everything all their own way. Um, that was last year. That was last year. And, and <laughs> you know what? He, he, England beat the All Blacks when it mattered and fantastic credit for credits too but i think 2020 it's a it's a it's an entirely different beast so we'll we'll just wait and see poor poor my only concern and i sent out a tweet on on saturday night and while that game was a very enjoyable game to watch i also look at game situations how teams close out games people doing the right thing but more importantly i also look at leadership as well, and I, I thought not only did he have an outstanding game, but I thought his leadership was absolutely brilliant in that crucial last 10 minutes or so. He knew he had the, the forward dominance and he knew that he could grind the north down, and that was Sam Whitelock. And I actually tweeted out on, on Saturday evening and got quite the response about it. And my question was, should Sam Whitelock? be the all-black captain because to my way of thinking and you know just look reading some of the comments tonight Michael Tuiloma picking his potential uh loose forwards he had white uh, his three were were basically Satutu I forget who his six was and his number seven was Adi Savia no room for Sam Kane and it, it to me it's still a question you're allowed to ask it just seems like you get kind of condemned if you ask that question at the moment but if you look at Sam Whitelock he's a cool calm character. I mean to say that Boar spoke about that that uh, manoeuvre that they used with the pods. They were downright unlucky not to be given that try. The commentators said it, whatever the whatever the um you know, whatever they got wrong with the official, I 
good grief, it, it looked okay to me, as much I, as I know about mauling, but I do like Whitelock as a captain, and he's going to be in the team, and he also played out the full 80 minutes on a Saturday night, and my only issue with, with, with Sam Kane, we haven't seen a lot of him, yeah, sure, he's been named the captain, but is he better than any of the sevens and sixes that we've been naming tonight? Is he in better form than these guys? Um, in my opinion, no. So it's to me, it's a, still a question mark. And and yeah, okay, selectors have, have they've made their decision, and and it is it is what it is. But I'm going to be watching not just his form, but his captaincy with a lot of interest. Yep, no, absolutely, um, very very. Very, very true, eh? but also in mean, Sam Whitelock doesn't have to be captain to be providing leadership on the pitch as well. You'll see to remember that, and, and, and same with other players as well. But yeah, uh, but does but you but you are right, yeah. Does do you end up um selecting a player who on, on his captaincy rather than on being the best man in, in his position, which um uh which, which which could be uh could 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 be an issue. Um so that's the all black squad, folks. Um just one question about the north-south game, really. Um, which was, can we see it being an annual thing or even becoming a three-match series in the in the future? Um, in, in all honesty, no. <laughs> um, it's just a matter that we've already got a very, very crowded calendar. Um, so a three-match series is most definitely not on the cards. Uh, but um, as a... Uh, and um, I guess the question is, do you want a Fiji game as a warm-up for other or, or, or a Tonga game as a warm up for, say, a rugby championship, or do you want a um, or do you want a north south game as a warm up? Uh, because I think that's that's the only place where it where it would fit in, really. But yeah, guys. I mean, look, I'm, I've I've been a very strong advocate of having a, a three game north south, and and look, the interesting thing is uh, the traditional leading games for the All Blacks, or what you call the warm-up games, have been against the uh, Pacific Island teams like Fiji. So my take on it is let's focus on a three-game North v South. Let's get the Pacific Islands playing a possibly New Zealand A or a, a, represent, a representative side from a, uh, you know the second-tier second, second tier, um, guys who've missed out on the uh, North-South. And let's let's create something which is more viable and also more of a contest. And I think if the North and South is stretched to a three-game series, the form which the potential All Blacks are going to pick up from that, and I, I, I would like to compare it to the set of origin model they use. You know, they always say never ever never ever play the kangaroos after a series of origin because you know you're asking for trouble i think it's it's going to be pretty much the same sort of thing because once these guys get to know their combinations have uh three decent games of high intensity 80 minutes footy these guys will be you know raring to go and rather than see what you call these warm-up games i think we can walk straight into some meaningful games and it would be lovely and it'd be wonderful to see the all blacks being tested with either the spring box or the I'd like to say the Wallabies, but maybe um, you know uh, a top side from the Northern Hemisphere. I, 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 look, uh, there may be room for a three-match North-South series next year because we're going to have Super Rugby Aotearoa again, which is obviously only a ten-week uh, competition, not the full eighteen weeks that you need for Super Rugby normally. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, in, other, in, in, a, in a normal year, there just is not the, there is not the, the room um, to play to play a three-match series. Um, Really, really, there isn't. There's already 
Uh, we're already talking about player welfare issues um, and trying to fit extra games in for the top players. Uh, I just don't think there's there's, there's room. The Let's have a look at the All Blacks that are available this um, coming weekend uh, because they have actually uh, um, named it and put it out as a um, uh, as a list, which is uh, which is so unusual. Um, I was just like, "Wow, they're actually telling us who's available where, <laughs> communicating with the fans." Wow, this is a this is revolutionary ideas. <laughs> Who came up with this one? My word! Um, but this does give you a, a, a good a good idea. Um, the uh, the um, uh, the, uh, the different strengths of these things. So Southland versus Hawks Bay have uh, basically Brad Webber made available to um, Hawks Bay and no one to Southland, whereas um, Auckland have Hodgman, Offutwanga Fancy, Patrick Tupolotti, and Kiriwani, Hoskins and Tutu, Rico Barney, Caleb Clark, seven All Blacks <laughs> made available, <laughs> yeah, and, and, uh, which is even more um, than Canterbury have had made available. That means that, wow. How many years do we have to go back since when the, the Blues get uh, more All Blacks players released than the Canterbury, Canterbury do? Cool. I what, the, what what days are we living in here, Stephen? Yeah, <laughs> it's um, – gee, I'll tell you what, uh, Auckland play Otago first up. I'm just starting to feel a little bit for Otago, although that game is going to be played down in, in Dunedin. But, listen, it, it's a good thing. Enjoy it. Get out and – Get out and go and watch these guys. Like you say, it might be only one or two opportunities to see that many that many players running around at, at Mata Ten Cup level. Um, yeah, look, 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 looking at that list, Southland reminds me of Manuka Rowers. Auckland reminds me of Wasini. It's just so <laughs> quality players. And poor old Southland have nobody. And I think the results, uh, the writing's on the wall, isn't it, gentlemen? The, um, so... Um, the uh, I, I did have a talk. I was I did have an interview with the Otago um, assistant coach today, um, and he was saying, "Oh well, yes, but look, we've been together for three weeks. They've all just got together. They they, they, they won't even have their All Blacks until tomorrow. Hey, we've had more training together. We've got a good chance." So um, listen to that interview. Uh, that one I think comes out tomorrow. Um, but um, yeah, tomorrow at five pm, I intend to put out my Otago. Um, interview. He does actually talk about we, we do. I do. I do point out that uh, what they're up against this weekend, um, and that was his response. So, um, so yes. Uh, and unfortunately, folks, as um, as Arundas point out, no crowds allowed um, this coming weekend. So, uh, folks, just um, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, don't, yeah, you can't get down down to see these people. It's it's a shame, especially when they've got the All Blacks um, back there who are crowd pullers that they're not actually allowed to have crowds in the stadiums this weekend. Um, the So, yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it is interesting seeing the differences between them all. Um, a few players that uh, I notice aren't being released back. Um, so um, if you think someone like Taranaki, you're like, wow, yes, Taranaki, they could have all sorts of players back. Uh, no, you're not allowed Bowden Barrett. It's like, oh, what? The... Um, <laughs> So Bowden Barrett does not uh, go back. Sam Kane clearly knocks. He's injured. Um, uh, and there, I think there were a couple of others who have not been released um, as well. So uh, not all the players have been released, which is interesting. Um, and you think someone like Bowden Barrett, who missed kind of early part of the season, I wouldn't have thought he'd been overplayed and hadn't had played too much. So I'm a bit surprised he hasn't been released um, to them. Um, so, yes, but uh, the... Um, 
the <laughs> Aaron's oh dear. So Aaron's clearly got far too much money because he can afford an official lazy boy. Um, so he's yeah, he's apparently generally sitting watching the games on his lazy boy with the chili bin next to him. <laughs> um, and so uh, um, Aaron, you're supposed to. You, 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 I've, I've not had the invite yet. So where's where's the invite to uh, for, for the other for the other lazy chair uh, so I can come round. Um, yeah, Paul, but, with, um, uh, with the curious case of Mr. Bode and Barrett, I think uh, contracts and playing minutes and high performance might have something to do with it. I'm not entirely sure because I haven't seen what the contract, you know, specifically states for Mr. Barrett. But um, I suspect, you know, uh, the coaching staff at uh, headquarters, i.e. All Blacks and high performance, would have uh, some sort of plan in place. But... Uh, Common sense tell you tells would tell you that uh, Bowden does need a little bit more run on form. Um, so yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what their plan is. Um, so yeah, then Dane Coles I think was missing. He said I'm having a quick um, a quick look. Yeah, and with 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 Amua already there, I mean, Wellington didn't need another hooker any, either, anyway. Um, a bit surprised to see Hodgman back for Auckland because I thought he was injured because uh, he wasn't available for the North versus South. Um, so let's hope he's uh, he's not rushing back too quickly. Um, so um, so yes. Um, oh, thank you, Simon, for that update. Apparently, Prime are going to be showing some of the um, uh, some of the games uh, so on, on free to air. Um, so that's uh, that that'll be fantastic um, to see um, there. So. Looking at the squads, looking at the announcements, um, if we're going to go for the uh, for the Premiership, uh, what's your predictions this year, or which teams you see you, you see going well, Boa? Uh, two clear top picks of Canterbury. I think they've got some real class. Uh, if they can maintain the shape of their squads and combinations uh, with the coaching staff they have and the style of play, because um, you know I've, I've been. Um, I've been at a few of the uh, Auckland High Performance uh, training trainings. Beg your pardon. They're, you know, they're trying some exciting stuff, and the players are responding really well to it. Keep an eye on Auckland's defense. Uh, they've got Craig McGrath, uh, one of their assistant coaches, running defense. He's got a very uh, robust and very tight philosophy when it comes to defending. So, one stat I am going to keep my eye on is how many meters or line busts Auckland will give up as well as how many tries they will uh, concede. Canterbury, again, you know, perennial, uh, you know, uh, you know, form horse, so to speak. And, uh, of course, uh, Aaron rightly says uh, Tasman. Um, so I think those three teams, that are the three teams, Auckland and Canterbury, my clear top picks, Tasman just slightly below in that particular order. Wow. Wow. Um... Stephen, how, how, what, what's your read on this one? Oh, listen, I, I can't differ too much from what Bora actually said, and I, I agree with Aaron. You've got to throw in Tasman into the mix. They, um, you know, they are the current reigning premiers of the uh, Māori Team Cup, and uh, let's not forget Wellington as well. Wellington have got a really, really strong squ squad, and they'll have a lot of guys back from next year, and you know, guys like Peter Umanga Jensen. Uh, are just getting better, you know. You still have Vince Sasso and and um, and and guys like that running around. They're, they're too good a side, in my opinion. They'll have a lot of guys that have played played Super Rugby. Yeah, pretty much those four. But um, I'll tell you what, also look out for. Um, you know, we've we've been watching this Waikato team for a few years, Paul, 
and we I think he said to me a couple of years ago they were still a couple of years away. Well, that two years is is pretty much arrived. Uh, Waikato and 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 Bay of Plenty on a listen on a good day. Those those two teams are more than capable of knocking over the better sides. Yep. Now there's one side you didn't mention there in the Premiership, which is unfortunately North Harbour. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough, a long old season for them. Uh, I think they're going to be um, struggling to stay up this time. Personally, um, I'm, I can't see much past Tasman um, to going back to back. I mean, they, they, they've they got the experience of doing it now. They've been in something like four finals in the last five years or something. Um, and last year, they finally got over that hurdle and uh, found out how to how to win it. So, um, yeah, I think Tasman are going to be going to take some real uh, old stopping. Um and uh, yeah, North Harbour definitely look, um, and obviously, and then yeah, with Bay of Plenty and Waikato also needing to look over their shoulders a little bit there. Bay of Plenty obviously just being promoted. First would, it be, would it be fair to say that uh, Southland will have to look forward to another wooden spoon, gentlemen? Oh, oh, harsh, harsh. Steve? Um, no, I, I, I think I think Southland will go. I think I got to be careful what I say here. Um, obviously, they know very well. I think those aside like Southland, who who have been knocked around a bit in the last uh, two or three seasons, I think Dale McLeod's done a wonderful job to actually to build this side and 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 put a bit of experience back into the team and and develop guys who have gone on to play you know you actually saw Selby uh, Manaki Selby Rickett who's had his issues come on on Saturday night for that um, north south game and was very good um when he came on he's definitely one one for the future they had a couple of other boys that uh, just escaped my mind who ended up playing a little bit of super rugby as well they are they're not going to be the easy beats they they're going to be a they, they are going to be a tough team. It's to, listen, Hawks Bay travel to Invercargill first up. And boy, if you're going to knock over somebody, you're going to knock over somebody early. I don't know, guys. I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a given. Probably if I was looking at any team, I think we'll get a bit of an idea on Sunday, Northern take on, uh, on Manawa too. I don't want this. Mate, they'll never let me over the, over the Brent Derwins if I say, if I say Northern. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they have a good season, guys, but hard to know, really. Yeah, so that, yeah, no, I, I do not expect Southland to be at the bottom end. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Southland actually in the finals, uh, make, making making a semi final this time. Um, I, I'm, I'm worried about Taranaki. I'm worried about Manawa too. I'm worried about Northland um, more so than I am about Southland um, about their performances this year. Um, so uh, when so having interviewed the um, done the South interview, you asked them what success looked like this year, and his response was, well. Um, if you're not coming in to win it, what's the point in entering? So they're looking. So yeah, talking very bullish. Whereas talking to Manuel too, it's kind of much more was about kind of what um, wasn't such about winning it, but more about connecting with the community uh, pathways, that kind of stuff. And so, so yeah, that's a very different um, message coming out um, there from from Manuel too. Um, Otago talking more about sort of make sure they get all the processes right, and then winning will look after itself. Um, whereas I say Southend. Oh, sorry, no, Otago was no, wrong, wrong, wrong around. Otago was very much lying in the sand. We're going to win it this year. Um, but uh, um, whereas counties, uh, obviously, with, with with new new coaching setup, talking about the pathways and again setting things up. So, um, no, I think I think Southland will go fine this year. Uh, I am worried about Taranaki. I am worried about uh, Manawatu uh, and Northland as well. 
Paul, one thing I one thing I will say about this year this year's competition, unlike last year where teams were basically playing, you know, at times you had your um you, what what did they call the round when you played uh, played two games? The old two or three games well, in one week. Last year was the first time we didn't have storm week. But yeah, so for the last yeah. two years, last year and this yeah. year there's no storm week, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, which which is that's that's gotta be a good thing. So it's more it's a little bit more time for for teams to to recover, especially with those ones who haven't got the depth and have to basically roll out the same size when they when they do have injuries. So once again, depth is going to become key, and I, I think it's just important that you start well. I think that's the real real key. I think if you can start well, get on that roll, get on some momentum, get past the get past the injuries, you'll be amazed what sort of confidence you can build. The um. Yeah, I think Simon. Yeah, Simon's saying that a good win for Southland with two wins. No, 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 no. <laughs> Southland have got more than two wins in them this year. I think, um, to be honest. Um, the uh, I think it'd be a good investment at the TAB for Southland to make the top four. So, Paul, I'm going to take your hunch, <laughs> mate, and see what the odds are. <laughs> um, the um, uh, nocturnal rights ask, yeah, how are some 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 squads more stacked than others? How does the money how does money work? Yeah, sorry, don't know. Can't give you any can't give you any insights there on that one. But you do, but yeah, you do look at some squads. I mean, we just talked about it um, about with, with the All Blacks returning. Um, what seven players for Auckland Southland haven't got any. Um, so yeah, you've got to say that, that um, yeah, quite how that works. I don't, I don't know. So um, Paul, I, I can give you a bit of insight to that in Auckland. So how it works is um, high, high don't, don't, don't get me food, okay? okay but, but go off you go. Um, high performance coaching staff. So at uh, Mighty 10, Super Rugby, and obviously the All Blacks, you know, there's, there's a lot of scrutiny, close sets of eyes, players being managed, their minutes, and the coaching staff, they tend to make some decisions saying, you know, let's get these players getting these many minutes. So that information that gets conveyed down to the uh, respective coaching staff, and then they, they will be given certain guidelines and criteria and then they have the luxury of getting some of these all blacks back. So that's what's actually happening. So it's a wonderful thing. Hopefully we will see more of it as opposed to less. And once uh, the crowds are loved, uh, if you have more all blacks playing, I think uh, it's going to be a bumper uh, gate for Mighty 10 this year. Oh, you yeah, know, you're right about it. But you're talking about how, how can Auckland afford seven, seven all blacks when another province can't afford any? Um, well, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, we're, we're not going to go. Uh, I'm not, I don't know how all the finances work. I think there's an element of if the players are selected as All Blacks, they don't. You don't. They, they don't come out with your salary cap. So, that, so some some provinces will be making a bit of gambling, or, 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 or making a judgment call on how many players will go as All Blacks, and therefore they don't actually have to pay them. Um, and so there's 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 things like that as well. Um, so, for, so other provinces will go. Well, what's the point of an All Black if they don't play for us uh, uh, as well? So that's so there's nocturnal rights. There's different decisions for different teams different provinces and also what they're trying to get out of their Mitre 10 um, squad. Um, so, uh, Noah, a prediction from you. Who is going to be promoted out of the championship? Ooh. Southland. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I didn't go that far. I didn't say they were going to get promoted. I just said they were make, they were, they were make the top half. <laughs> well, look, I... Okay. I, I'd like to wait and see. I, it's, I think it's too early. I, I've got a real good feel of who's going to be uh, right at the top of the table, but uh, promotion, I, I just got to wait and see. Maybe first couple of weeks will give us a very clear picture. 
Okay, look, you, you, there's no real money on this one. Just your reputation. Come on, name one one team. I'll name mine after. But uh, come on, name a team. Man two. There you go. Man two promoted. Wow, that's a wild guess. Um, Stephen. Oh, got to be the Tanny Fire, and that's just from that's just from the head, but from from the head and the heart, maybe the heart. That is not from the head at all. That's totally from the heart. That's you two. That's are if you guys are playing Tombola, um, they... we're, we're, we're trying to connect with the community and just like quite <laughs> what we're talking about. Absolutely, I love this man. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, Hawks Bay have lost Allardyce and they've also lost Ty Falcon. Um, so, but I still I think they'll be there or thereabouts. But uh, yeah, Otago talking a good game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back Otago um, for promotion this year. Um, but yeah, uh, Manua two and uh, uh, Northland will won't be there. Um, that, 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 that's kind of eat my hat kind of territory um, as, as being promoted. I'm afraid, folks. Um, I'm looking forward. I, I will. Um, I've got a fork and a knife here somewhere. So I'm looking forward to watching you eat your hat. Come the end of the season. And you have to, and you, and you have to eat that hat live. I will get you some uh, uh, hot sauce to go. I will give you some hot sauce to go with that hat as well. <laughs> oh dear. well thank you for that but um dear me geez i i, I i'm not sure what you guys are uh are, are, are drinking over there but some the um a train blacks left man with two as well i mean they've, 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 they've not even oh anyway um the uh, well, I'll, it's, it's going to be the rocky story of the season come on you got to give this guest a chance and, <laughs> uh, as 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 they rightly said you know success for them is connect with the community and uh, what better way than getting promotion to connect with the community so that, that would be great but um just to show people that uh, this this is not that, that, that i don't that uh, there's nothing precious here the, uh... yes the bucket <laughs> there you go <laughs> see look i'm i'm all for um Manu 2 going well uh, and i'm all for the bucket heads if you actually want your best rugby experience in new zealand it is um down in new plymouth not new plymouth um palmerston north sorry with the bucket heads um best atmosphere in rugby um it's, it's fantastic down there um boa and um stephen thank you very much um for um uh, for joining me um this evening for the um driving wall show um, as I say, do check out the Facebook page, folks, because we I say I, I'm talking to um, I think I'm going to get around 11 out of the 14 provinces um, talking to their coaches. So please check those videos out. They're only about uh, 15 to 20 minutes long. Um, and um, Stephen, with his heart overhead um, decision, uh, obviously went and, and did the Northland one for me. Um, so do uh, check out those videos on our Facebook page. Um, do like the Facebook page. Uh, and follow it and all of that wonderful stuff if you prefer to listen though you know what you can do you can listen to the podcast just go onto itunes spotify iHeartRadio, radio all those wonderful podcatchers and search for new zealand sports radio thank you guys um it's been fun again we've run we're just running over the hour um but um hey it's always an absolute pleasure absolutely 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.